This is the whole effing show, Rob Van Dam. You know what you're doing? You're listening to Pro Wrestling Nation, fool. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast, Pro Wrestling Nation. I still am your host. My name is Funky Sam Medina. I am here with Reno stand-up comedian, Paul Spock. How you doing, Paul? Good. How you doing, Sam? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Thank you for uh, for being on the podcast. I'm super excited to talk to you about SummerSlam. Well, thanks for having me. It was a fun show. I was there. You were there. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, yeah you were there. Before we get into that, um, let's talk about your comedy a little bit. Uh, are you from Reno? Where are you, where are you, uh, where are you from? Well, I grew up all over California, but I lived okay. in Reno for about 10 years. Oh, nice, nice. And uh, how did you decide, I guess, what was the reason you decided to get into comedy? Well, I was uh, working at a radio station with a guy that was doing stand-up and uh, kept on writing jokes for him. Oh, wow. <laughs> getting annoyed with the jokes, I guess, because he was like, why don't you just do it yourself? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. And he was like, go to this open mic. So he told me, he took me to the open mic and I watched people and he was like, uh, and I was like, I could do that. And then the next week I went up and did terrible. Oh, yep. Nice. Nice. <laughs> where was this at? Like, uh, were you in Reno or were you somewhere else? Yeah, was, this was in Reno. It was, uh, the bar was, uh, called, uh, the Great Basin Brewery. It was a Thursday open mic. Nice. I think he was trying to get you to do comedy because he didn't like your jokes. He's like, I yeah. don't want these jokes. <laughs> do to yeah. your damn self. <laughs> He's like, here, you take this crap and run with it. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's cool. How long ago, how long ago was that? Uh, that was like nine years ago. Oh, wow. Nice. We uh, we went up to Reno and doing comedy in 2019. I don't remember. I don't think we met you, though, when we were there, but we had a really good time. Everybody was super friendly. Um, how is the scene looking now? Um, it's actually really good. We have a lot of good writers. Yeah. Reno has really good writers. Like everybody here writes. Um, sometimes we get a lot of those shy guys on stage. They're not great performers, but almost everybody here writes real well. That's cool. Nice. Did you guys shut down for a while for the whole COVID thing? Like we did yeah, just keep trucking along. How did that go? Uh, there was a few places that were still trucking along, but most, most part we were closed. Yeah. Nice. Everybody else. And then it seems we like slowly eased into it with masks and microphone condoms and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like you guys are like back into a kind of full force now. Yeah. Kind of like over here too. Everybody's just back at it. I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I'm kind of watching it all pass by me right now. Rude. Come on, man. You got to get back out there. You'll be okay. <laughs> no, I know. I know. It's, it's just crazy times, man. It's just crazy times. Yeah. Uh, so you went up to SummerSlam. Uh, what was it like uh, going to Vegas? Um, it was a long drive for me coming from Reno, but other than that, it was, uh, it was cool. Like I haven't been in Vegas in a couple years, so it was nice to visit. It's a pretty um, long drive, huh? How long is it for you? It was about seven hours. Oh, that's not okay. Okay. That's cool. Like it's just I, long enough to be annoying. Yeah. I got a friend, we got a friend in Vegas and we we're like, oh, let's meet him in Reno. And then we decided, uh, looking at maps and stuff that it's more logical for us to meet him in LA. Yeah. Which is pretty kind of funny. People for some reason will think like because we're in the same state, like because we know same state. our neighbors, yeah. you know. But no, it's like San Francisco, LA. Like they know it's two separate entities all together. Yeah. What was uh what was the buzz like? Because this is the first um, I guess it wasn't the first pay-per-view, but it was like the first big show 
um, you know, since fans are back um, into the WWE and stuff, what was this the buzz like as far as just getting into the building and just getting around and stuff like that? Um, it was kind of lackluster, actually. It was a little surprising. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I thought, crazy. like, there'd be more people excited to be there and everything. But it was a little, I don't know, they didn't seem as excited as I thought they would be. Was there a lot of uh, CM Punk stuff? Because he just debuted the night before in AEW. There's a few CM Punk t-shirts and a few CM Punk chants here but and there. Like but nothing like more that. than normal. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I figured, I figured uh, you know, it'd be a lot of just a lot of people just because of his debut is pretty exciting. Yeah. Everybody lost their mind when Becky came out. That was about. Yeah, that was kind of like I feel like that was WWE's shot back uh at the CM Punk debut, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh how were your seats at the show? Terrible. Oh they were, they were nose bleeders. <laughs> I mean, it happens. You were in the building, though, right? Yeah, we were in the building, and we were, like, directly in the middle where you'd, like, see the ring clearly and everything. So it was kind of good in that sense. But it just, just you know, a little bit farther back than we than you'd like. Yeah, it happens. I guess you weren't sitting next to the rock or anything. No, nah, well, that's kind of funny you say that because uh, when uh, WrestleMania was at Levi Stadium, yeah, 2015, I was there. Yeah, I was there, too, and I was on the floor, like, right next to Ronda Rousey. Oh, wow. Yeah, so <laughs> what a change of uh, view for me. I went from <laughs> the floor to <laughs> the ceiling, basically. <laughs> Legionnaire. Yeah, but that was a much better show. Not that this wasn't a good show. This was a good show, but, I mean, that WrestleMania yeah. 31 was an incredible show. Yeah, that was great. Speaking of The Rock. Yep. Uh, man, let's run down this, uh, this card a little one. bit. Um, so I didn't see the pre-show match. Apparently there was one here. Uh, Big E versus Baron Corbin. I didn't really care about Baron Corbin. Oh, but the briefcase was on the line, right? Yeah. How did that go? Uh, it was good. It was a good match, actually. It was kind of fun. Um, yeah. Of course, Big E won. And he ran off with the briefcase. Good, good, good. I did not want to see Baron Corbin with the briefcase. Yeah. Well, I was kind of hoping Big E would run out at the very end with it and, and uh, cash in on on the winner of the Roman Reigns-Cena uh, match. I was hoping Cena would get title number 17 and then Big E would go in and steal it. You know, uh, people were – I was hearing online, like, people were saying how, you know, Ric Flair had just quit the company and he went to AAA and there's plans of him going to other big companies and things like that. And so people were saying that they're going to give Cena the title – you know, at SummerSlam, uh, to spite Ric Flair's 16 world title record. I figured that might have happened. That would have been a kind of a cool ending, though, if they did that with Big E. But, oh, well, they said they brought out Brock Lesnar. Yep, something like that happened. Um, so, RKO, RK Bro uh, defeated AJ Styles and almost for the world tag team titles or the, the Raw tag team titles or whatever they're called now. Um, I mean, it was a decent match, you know, from my end. Uh, Omos, uh, he kind of reminds me of the great Kali. He's, he's a big dude. He's impressive, uh, his size, but I don't see him moving around a lot, and I don't see him taking any bumps. So, you know, I don't know what the point of him is, but we'll see. I guess, you know, he's still young. Yeah. He's of him. Um, RK, really went wrong with getting rid of Strowman. At least Strowman could take a bump. Yeah, no, Strowman was really good. And, you know, they, then they were – I mean, he was, you know, 25 almost as, as far as pay goes probably. Yeah. Fire, fire, Braun, pick up 25 nobodies. 
Um, you know, RK bro, I guess they should have won because the storyline that they have where uh, they're bros and they're best friends. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's romantic. Kind of, it's romantic. It's a bro, bro comedy. It's romantic. Um, it's romantic. How was this match uh, in the building? Like the first match of SummerSlam coming back, AJ Styles, the phenomenal one. Uh, like I said, it was kind of surprisingly lackluster as far as reactions go. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, I was I was like, you guys should be a little more excited about this. But they were just like, oh, yeah, like I was like, they've seen it all before. You know, I mean, sometimes WWE matches feel like that. Well, because most of the time you've seen them all before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, I understood it when the Usos and the. And the Mysterios were wrestling. They've been wrestling like for like the last three months. Yeah, they've been wrestling a hundred times. But yeah, no, almost. And it was cool. This I I was excited to see AJ Styles. I'm an AJ Styles fan. Me too. So that, that was one of my, and I like his theme music. His theme music always gets me hyped. So I was excited about that. So that was cool. Yeah, they say they wrote that originally for James Storm, but he didn't stick around. Ah, oh, wow. Yeah, it fits AJ really well. Yeah, it does. It really so that was, that was, it was, it was a good match, though. It was good to see. Um, you know, and they definitely, they definitely, AJ definitely helps almost so. Oh, you know, yeah. Hides a lot of almost his weaknesses. That's very true. You're right about that. Yeah. And then he, he, you know, they, they kind of compliment each other, like the way how AJ, like, can jump off of him or, you know, almost lifts up AJ and he falls into the guy. Like, you know what they're doing together is good you know they're as they say making chicken salad out of chicken shit um they're doing good stuff together uh we'll see you know what almost his future is like when he splits with aj but if you're gonna put him with anybody aj is a really good person to put him with because aj is small and so he makes him look even bigger than he is and he's experienced and he's experienced hell yeah, yeah he's what he's doing hell yeah uh we saw uh the living dead girl uh the fiend <laughs> alexa bliss she'll be the fiend character now uh, with her with her doll Lily uh, taking on Eva Marie uh, with Dewdrop. This was a pretty good match. Um, Alexa Bliss is doing really well with her character. Uh, I hate that they took it off of Bray Wyatt and then they fired him and then you know she's yeah. doing it now. I, I kind of hate that, but uh, whatever. She's doing well with what they're giving her. And um, I liked the the play up on Lily. Uh, they put her in the corner and Eva Marie was like slapping her and then like Alexa came to her to her aid and then eventually uh alexa bliss gets the win and um even marie and dewdrop had words and then dewdrop took off with even marie's robe what do you think of this match um i took a good nap during it <laughs> i i i don't know i had i had no interest in the match yeah and alexa bliss is one of my favorite female wrestlers but i can't get into this match yeah no get... i agree and i mean like they have two of the best looking women in wrestling going against each other, and I had no interest. So I think they did a not lot, tell a good story. A lot of the the spooky magic nuances of this match probably come across better on TV anyway, because you know they can play with the graphics and stuff. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Dewdrop? Do you know about her from NXT UK and stuff? Um, a little bit, like uh, classic. Yeah, I've seen a couple matches with her and. Yeah, she's very good. Her name her name is Viper on the Indies, but it's Piper Niven in NXT UK. And she's very good. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, I was hoping I, when these two came on the scene, I was really excited about it. 
I thought it would be great because um, uh, Dewdrop, which is a stupid name um, for her, she is very Scottish, I believe. And so she has a very heavy accent, like a heavy accent. Like like Vince will not like her when she starts talking. Um, so oh, her with Eva Marie was a good pairing. And oh, that'll be one of the writers complaining. You do all the heavy hit, you know, the heavy work, and then even Marie could take credit for it. That was great, but they're splitting them already, and they just debuted. And I just, I, I don't like it. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of. Uh, I think what they should do with Dewdrop is they should have put her in with uh, Paige, have Paige speak for. Her. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. We would understand either one of them. Be like, what did she say? Well, what did she say? What did she say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here was my nap match. Uh, Damian Priest uh, defeats Sheamus for the United States title. Uh, one thing that was cool about this match was, I guess it was a year almost to the day that Damian Priest won the NXT North American title. Um, so, you know, he's moving up in the world. Uh, I liked him in Ring of Honor. I liked him in NXT. I can't get behind him in WWE. Just the purple braids and the uh, the archery. It just, he just, I don't know. I don't like him. I just can't get behind him. But uh, well, look at this match. It's, the, 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 the archery doesn't make any sense. Like It doesn't. It's completely. Like, what does he have to do with, like, is he going camping? Like, <laughs> <laughs> is he trying to say he's a hunter? Like, <laughs> Uh, no. Yeah, it's just completely random. It's like, okay, well, taxi you know, partner Duke the dumpster Josie, who's a garbage man. Yeah, and then he he comes out and shoots an arrow. Like, <laughs> any any uh, insight on this match? Um, no, it was a good match. Um, yeah, Sheamus is always solid. Yeah, like I said, like the crowd crowd didn't get into this very much, so it was uh, the crowd was a little lackluster on this one too. That's crazy. Um, so, so far, the crowd really hasn't been into much. Yeah, they didn't really start getting into things until Goldberg and Lashley. Wow. And then uh, you mentioned the Usos against the Mysterios. This match has been happening uh, many, many times for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Usos won. It was pretty paint by numbers. It was fun. I watched it. I enjoyed it. Um, but it was, you know, what it's been, basically. Yeah. Do you think Dominic's grounded for a week after that one? <laughs> I uh do you think they're gonna feud Ray and Dominic? No, I don't think so. It sure seems think, like they're they're uh heading to a split. Yeah, I think I don't think they will. I don't I don't think Ray wants to beat up his son like that. That's true. That's true. Uh we may have a situation where Dominic challenges Ray to a match and Ray's like, I would never do that. I would never fight my son. Plus, we're like twice my size. Yeah. Are you still <laughs> you're not my you're my son? I uh Dominic like to me looks huge because <laughs> he's then next to Ray. And then I saw a picture of uh from a house show uh a day or two ago, and it was uh Ray and Dominic and Finn. And Finn looked was towering over Dominic, and I was like, Man, Finn's small. Yeah. So uh, we'll see, we'll see. Because Dominic is not a high flyer. Uh there was a at least one time during SummerSlam, he was like doing something, going to the top rope or something. And I'm like, you are not a high flyer, dude. And he's not. Yeah. He's not. Um, but he's not a well, very big guy either. can't do the 619 to save his life. Mm-mm. No. The 619 a bit sloppy. Um, I have a tag team partner for him. It's David Flair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, okay, so we saw um, Bianca, Bel- Bianca Belair comes out. And 
her outfits have just been amazing. This was probably the best one that she's had so far. It was just a SmackDown Women's title print all over her her outfit, and then she had the matching blue lipstick, and she looked like dope. It was super super awesome. And then um, Sasha Banks doesn't come out. Do you? What was it like, like in the building when they said Sasha Banks will not be here? Because then they paused. Oh, huge boos. Who? Huge boo birds. I wonder if that why. Um, there was rumors that Sasha. Um, and Bianca had COVID. There was rumors that they were canceling the match at SummerSlam because Sasha and Bianca had COVID. So it is possible that maybe just Sasha had it. And that's why they canceled, they, they missed that house show because they're like, well, if Sasha's not going to be here, there's no point of having Bianca here um, at that yeah. point. But then at SummerSlam, you can't do that. So at SummerSlam, you got to do something else. Um, but they also could have won the champs there. They also could have just, that, that could have been the plan for weeks. That could have been the plan for a long time. Like, okay, well, we're going to build Sasha up, but then when it comes down to it, we're going to give them Carmella and then and then Becky. And so then Carmella gets announced, the most beautiful woman in the world, I think, uh, Carmella. And then she comes out, and it's so funny, Carmella, like her outfit changes throughout her career. She has yet to find an outfit that, like, really compliments her. Everything looks kind of weird and awkward on her. I just, I just, it, I just, it's funny that to me that, like, everything that she wears just looks, looks so weird on her, makes her look weird. Um, uh, now, Car- uh, when this, this started, I was uh, I was like, this is kind of weird. Like, what is it? They, and, I mean, the crowd was mad about Sasha being gone. Yeah, and then I'm sure they weren't very happy about Carmella either. Yeah, and they weren't happy about Carmella. But then the, the music went off, and uh, Becky came out, and then everybody lost their mind. And was super excited and everything, and I kind of was thinking that they were going to do the triple threat match with, with uh, Becky and Carmella, have Carmella take the fall that way Bianca doesn't look weak. That's, yeah, that's true. That's a good that's idea. What I thought they were going to do, but no, they just got her clobbered. <laughs> so, so I felt like Becky coming out and just attacking Carmella was a little bit too aggressive, and it wasn't really her style. You know, I. I, yeah. If it was me booking it, of course it's not. And I'm a million positions away from that. Um, I would have had Becky grab the microphone and tell Carmella, hey, I get, get right into her face and be like, hey, uh, actually, I want this match. So either you're going to leave the ring right now or I'm going to put you out of the ring. And then Carmella runs away. Um, it was cool, though, I guess, uh, when she beat her up. Did the did the crowd get a big pop for that? No, not really. I guess they were just thrilled about her, her coming out. Like that was just because they were, yeah. it was insane when, when she came out, it was insane. It seemed insane on, on my end anyway. Yeah, it was, it, it was actually, that was probably the biggest pop of the night. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I don't and think it was, it was CM Punk loud, but it was pretty loud. Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't close to CM Punk loud. Um, but it was what WWE can do, <laughs> you know. They can't yeah. get that CM Punk uh, pop, but uh, they can get that Becky Lynch pop, I guess. Um, yeah, the, like match lasted, the, rock. the match lasted <laughs> like ten seconds. Uh, was yeah. was the crowd happy with it? Like, I know the internet was yeah. not happy with the uh, Bianca getting squashed. Um, was yeah, it like she got squashed either? Like I said, I thought they were going to do a triple threat. Yeah, Carmella just take the loss. You know, that way Bianca could still stay strong and they get Becky the belt. Yeah, no, I do agree with that. I feel like, um, you know, the way that they can kind of come out of this is uh, they can move forward with the match between Bianca and Becky. We haven't really seen one technically. Yeah. yeah. It was more of an angle than a match because, yeah. And I, I 
you know, I'm trying to justify it a little bit, but I feel like um, it was kind of cool the way that she went for a handshake and then Bianca's like, okay, I'll shake your hand. Because Bianca's all like young and naive and Becky's like been around the block a few times. So, you know, experience beats out, beats out. Uh, yeah. Hard work, I guess. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> it was fun, though. It was fun. It was good to see Becky come back and win the title. And then technically she did uh, give up the belt when she left. So she kind of deserved to get it handed back to her when she came back. Yeah, it was cool. I got, I got it right here on Wikipedia, 26 seconds. I thought it was fast. seconds. That was a long match thing. It took more time for her to walk down the ring. To the ring yeah. it was it, the whole the whole spectacle was more about her entrance than it was about the match yeah it's kind of why they were able to get away with that 26 second match because that's not what it was about that's not what people were focused on that's not what the exciting thing was it wasn't about the match it was about just her coming back actually i got a question for you since you watched on the peacock network which i'm guessing yeah. did uh did they show the shinsuke nakamura entrance yes they did yes that like, was super was random because I thought he had a match. I thought, okay, I guess he has a match. Yeah, like we were like, oh, cool, Shinsuke's here. Yeah, and then nothing happened. And then he just like, and then the next because I I think I wasn't paying attention or something. Like I saw because this the Rick Boggs guy. He I don't want like him. He's just he's just Elias with the louder guitar, and yeah. um, you know he came out and then he started bringing out Shinsuke. I was like, okay, this is cool, and I. I think I went to go get something to drink or go to the bathroom or whatever. And then I come back and the women's match, uh, Bianca was coming out. And I was like, oh, what did I miss? But yeah, yeah I think he just like, came out. He did his entrance and he left. Yeah, that was it. I was like, what happened? What's going on? <laughs> I even forgot about it. I even forgot about it. Well, the funny thing is, is like, that was like the most, like least memorable thing to happen. Mm-hmm. But the next day when I was driving home, I stopped off at a diner and on their little TV, they had uh, the news and they showed, that's what they showed on the news was Shinsuke's entrance. Oh, wow. Wow. That's crazy. In the middle of nowhere, Nevada. I guess it resonated with them. <laughs> but the news. The only thing that, and I was like, that was like, like, I thought like they were like, oh, Shinsuke's here and we're going to have a match. And then they're like, oh, never mind. We got to get this moving. We got to go to the next show, like the next match. I thought the same thing. I thought, okay, you know, Shinsuke match. And I walked, that's when I walked away. And I was like, you know, basically it was the mindset, like, I'll go do what I'm going to do and come back and get settled and watch a Shinsuke match. And yeah, he was just not there anymore. That was super weird. I guess it was just, you know, further them, just like a little angle, just a little, little skit. But it's just weird that it was his entrance. Like, it really was. I guess he just wanted to see if we reacted to him. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I did cheer. I did yay him. That's good. He deserved it. I generally cheer for the bad guys, so there's a few good guys I cheer for, and he's one of them. Yeah. Is he is he a good guy? Yeah, I guess he is. Yeah, now. for now. And he's the Intercontinental Champion, so. Yeah. I don't know. It, it just it really was weird that he wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Hey, can you be there just to do an entrance and then leave? Yeah. Can you have your buddy play guitar and you pretend like you're playing guitar and then we'll just call the night? Oh, and then when he, when he, he, when he was coming to the ring – um, they were showing clips of him beating Apollo for the title and everything. And then I even remember thinking, like, this is so cool. You know, a few years ago, he was the, the New Japan Intercontinental Champion. You know, he's WWE Intercontinental Champion. And then, I mean, New Japan wouldn't do that to him. Yeah. So, I don't know. Whatever. Then what was it? The, the Lashley match was next, kind of with Goldberg. Oh, actually, it was not. It was Drew McIntyre 
against Jinder Mahal. Oh, well, that match doesn't count. For the, for the, sword, <laughs> the sword on a pole match. That, that one doesn't count. That wasn't a match. The loser gets beheaded. No, that wasn't a match at all. That was just, yeah. that was uh, the, the 3MB explode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was cool to see Drew McIntyre, like, live. That was cool. You and skipped, like, three matches, though. Doing the Claymore kick was cool, but, yeah. 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 You know, I mean, Drew McIntyre, like, I'm going to give him the credit because he led the march during the pandemic for WWE. Uh, but I don't know. I've never really been that super into him. He's a cool dude, you know. I just yeah. He, I mean, him and Lashley was cool. I, I I really did watch that, and I got. Yeah, I like him because they paid dues and everything. Yeah, and I like his story. I love his story. You know how he just he was the chosen one, and he got released, and he was only gone for three years. I just realized I think he was gone for a lot longer. Uh, but then I feel like him and Lashley had a similar story. Lashley was gone for ten years. You know, he was in the prodigy got got released, the same thing, and then they both go to impact and then they both come here. It's a great story. And then you know, those two together are really good in the ring, but just something, you know, the gender thing, the gender factor kind of brings it down for me. Yeah, it was all right. It was okay. and then the Lashley Goldberg match. No, it wasn't. It was Charlotte it Flair defeats Nikki Ash and Rhea oh, Ripley yeah. the women's title. That was unfor- that was forgettable too. That, that was, was very bad. forgettable. That was very forgettable. Um, Charlotte Flair wins the title again. She's a 12-time world champion. I think maybe she'll beat Ric Flair's record someday. Uh, probably in two or three weeks. She'll become yeah. 17. She only has five more world titles to go. And I don't yeah, know. Maybe that's what they'll do. They'll have the same like like WrestleMania where Charlotte and John Cena break the record at the same time. <laughs> they have to both actually be wrestling at the same exact time. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna three count at the same time. <laughs> It'd be like a and she's gonna shot, she's gonna crotch shot Cena and win it again, <laughs> and then she'll have 18 times, and John Cena will only have 17. Do you think uh Charlotte's gonna go after the men's world title? I mean the impact sure. she can go for whatever she wants. She's Charlotte Flair. Yeah, I don't know. I'm tired of her. I I mean, I don't know, you know. She keeps getting a nose job like she is. She seems like she's gotten like three. She's gotten a lot of jobs. <laughs> she doesn't yeah. job. She just gets jobs. <laughs> yeah. She gets uh, jobs and then doesn't job. Yeah. Uh, here's So here's another one you were skipping, which to me, this is probably match of the night. I was not really even going to watch this match. It ended up being an amazing match. Uh, the returning uh, Edge taking on the architect Seth Rollins. This match was really, really fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was a lot better than I anticipated it to be, which I feel all I could say there, Funky Sam, is how dare you? How dare you not know this wasn't going to be the best match of the night? I did not. I didn't even just you, you should have known better. Come on, man. At least I wasn't skipping it in the uh <laughs> in the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I might have, but you had to know this was going to be a good match. It was a really I mean, good. Match. These guys know what they're doing, and and like I'm not even a big fan of either one of them, but I knew this was going to be a good match. Yeah, yeah, these two they tore the house down. I think this was match of the yeah. There should have been more chairs though. Uh, edge one, that was pretty cool. Oh, by submission. Yeah. 21 minutes. Wow. 21 minutes and 15 seconds. It didn't feel like that. It felt like a 10 minute match. Yeah. You know, it's funny as well. I was watching the, uh, 
the 24 series that just came out on WrestleMania uh, this year, this 2021, 37. Mm-hmm. And because that came out during SummerSlam weekend, the, the two parts. And uh, there was a point where Edge came back from, from the triple threat match with Roman and Daniel Bryan. And he was like, what? That was 30 minutes? I thought we were out there for five minutes. Yeah. yeah that, was yeah, that was pretty much all that match was. Um, felt like 10, but it was really like 20. Huh? It was a good match. It was fun. Uh, so I was surprised. Uh, Bobby Lashley defeats Goldberg in, uh, with flying colors. He beats him. He dominates Goldberg. I was even iffy on if Bobby Lashley was going to get the win. I, uh, I, I guess I should not have doubted the almighty. Uh, I didn't I was see surprised Goldberg sold. He got the shit kicked out of him. I didn't see him sold it too. Him with the cane. MVP hit him with the cane early in the match. I didn't see that. Um, I just, I came in and Goldberg favoring his knee and, you know, last year was last year was picking him up and throwing him into the ring post. That was pretty epic. Yeah. How did uh, how did they react to this? Was Goldberg a huge baby face in this match? No, it was kind of weird. Like they kept on expecting, like they kept on teasing a Goldberg spear and then um, Lashley would get pulled out of the way by uh, MVP. They did this about three times and every time the crowd would pop. When he moved out of the way? Yeah. Oh, wow. What about the Goldberg chants? Are those, uh, those are piped in, right? Uh, no, there were there there people were doing those. <laughs> yeah, they just got a habit now. Yeah, yeah, that's very. I mean, it is one of the one of the oldest chants that's still going. I guess it is probably out of habit. Uh, seven minutes and ten seconds. I thought this match was a lot longer. Uh, the referee stopped it because Goldberg could not stand up. Uh, it was a good match, and I really enjoyed it. And then I I really really liked uh, when the match was over, and Lashley just kept hitting him in the leg with the chair. And he just kept hitting yep. him. And he just kept hitting him. And Goldberg just. And then David Flair came out and saved him. <laughs> yeah. And then David Flair uh, jumped on his back and Lashley just like threw him down. He got him in his hurt submission, the, the full Nelson. And he put him out in like three seconds. He just put him out quick. And then MVP's like, what are you doing? That's a kid. You know, and then uh, I feel like at that point, Goldberg still didn't realize. What, I mean, of course he did. You know, it's storyline. But I feel like in character, Goldberg didn't realize what happened yet. And then MVP grabbed the mic and he's like, hey, hey, that could have been anybody. That could have been anybody that jumped on Bobby Lashley. Lashley did not know that was Goldberg's kid. Thank you. I'm sorry. Here's your winner, <laughs> the Almighty. And they left. And Goldberg was like, I'm going to kill you. I feel like he ruined, kind of ruined the ending by yelling, I'm going to kill you. Because, uh, you know, you don't you don't kill people in wrestling. Well, um, David Goldberg tried to save his dad, you know. And the should... funny is, his name is Gage. And some of you look Brock. Uh, no, his name is Gage, G-A-G-E. And I was reading something, you know, online. Gage Goldberg. Wrestling, and I saw the name Gage Goldberg, and I just started laughing. Yeah, Gage Goldberg. Yeah, why don't they just name him Steven or something? Right? Gage, Gage. <laughs> David Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had uh, we had the main event, which was Roman Reigns versus John Cena. Uh, this match was also better than I had thought it was going to be. Uh, 23 minutes on the dot, which is pretty crazy. I'm surprised Finn Balor didn't come out because he was involved in the buildup to this match. Honestly, I'm surprised Finn Balor didn't. He was even here. I'm surprised he wasn't even here at all. Yeah, that was. Mean, uh, they could have yeah. pushed Finn Balor versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental Title. Yeah, it was definitely a like 
The second biggest pop of the night was definitely Cena. Yeah, yeah. A lot of fans are very nostalgic for him. Yeah, and then all the other like a lot of fans are still still enjoy the old Cena sucks chance too. I like, bet you can the, hear. I bet they, they bet they weren't as loud as uh, "Let's Go Cena's." Yeah, well, like uh, you know when he walks out and everybody goes, "John Cena sucks." Yeah, like you, you could hear them, but I think they figured out a way to cult, like hide it better for the network. <laughs> sake. Well, the thing too is like uh, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle's music with the "You Suck." I always hated that. I'll never forget. I'll never forgive Edge. Edge did that. I'm never gonna forgive Edge for that. Because uh, Kurt Angle is one of my favorites of all times, and Kurt Angle does not suck. Um, <laughs> but to him, to this day, like to this day, him coming out to that music and having the fans chant "You suck" is like a medal of honor for him. Yeah, well, it, it became kind of like a wink nudge kind of thing. Like, yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. You know, you suck, but we know you don't. Right. And so I kind of <laughs> feel like, do 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 do. You know, John Cena sucks. I feel like that kind of is the same, the same along the same lines. Yeah. But Cena came, he brought it. You know, there was there was a couple moments where I thought Cena was going to win the title. Um, I was hoping he would. Like I said, I was hoping for a Cena win and then a Big E cash in. Yeah, I was kind of hoping Cena would too, but at the same time, like, if they're trying to make Roman into this dominant monster, uh, he needs to hit that year mark, which is, I think, like, this week or next week. I believe he won it at SummerSlam last year or maybe right after, right after SummerSlam. I don't know. I know he's held it for close to a is like Lesnar could have bullied Big E for the, the the suitcase and then came out and beat up Roman. Yeah, but he was so so how did the how did they react to Lesnar? Oh, uh, huge pop. That was a big pop too. You see his look, like, he looks so weird. Yeah, he did look weird. I, I didn't if it wasn't for the music playing and everything, I wouldn't have recognized him. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right about that because he had the ponytail and his facial hair is just different. Um, yeah. Do you so this is what I think is this is what I think they're doing. So they're trying to make Roman this big dominant heel now, right? Roman, mm-hmm. uh, so he has a list of legends that he's taken out, and you know, Brock's gonna be on next on that list. He's gonna go Daniel Bryan, Edge, John Cena, Brock Lesnar, you know, maybe one or two more other guys are gonna throw at him, and then Royal Rumble Rock comes out and challenges for WrestleMania. And I feel like the Rock's gonna come out and be like. You know, you're you know, you're saying you're representing the family, you're saying this, you're saying that at WrestleMania, I'm gonna whoop your ass, or you know, whatever. The rock has his yeah. way, but I feel like I, that's where they're eventually going. I figure they were gonna faction up and then like pick on John Cena and then like faction up Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns together because they have Paul Heyman. I think Cena's and, gone. And then they're I figured they were gonna bully John Cena, and then Cena's gonna be like, All right, I'm sick of this, I've got a friend that'll help me. And then you're going to hear, if you smell, Rock comes out. Oh, that would be cool because they have established. And they're all happy. Yeah, they have established a friendship over the years of rivalry. So that would be that would be really cool. A good way to introduce Then you'd have an interesting tag match for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Cena's gone. And it looked like Heyman looked scared of Brock. So to me, it looks like Brock's coming in as a baby face. And he's going to have this feud, maybe, you know, two or three pay-per-views. With Roman, and then Roman's gonna eventually beat him and then move on, and you know it's gonna be another legend he's gonna take out, and just keep building, just keep putting the names on the list. We'll see, we'll see. Uh, All right. I do like what he's doing though. What do you think of uh, Roman Reigns? I'm not a big fan, but I get why people like him. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it, it, 
I, I always like Dean Ambrose from the shield the most. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. You know, so it was one of those things where like, if I had to pick somebody that was from the shield, it would have been Dean, but you know, he's the only one that like was like, hey, I don't like the creative going this way and I'm going to leave. So, yeah. And I think there's a lot of other guys that are going to follow his suit with, you know, fall suit. So we'll see what happens yeah. with that. Um, well, thanks, man. I, thanks, thanks for, for here, man. Thanks for thanks having for me. Up SummerSlam. That was super fun. Uh, what are your social medias? If you want to follow you on, on social media, uh, the infamous Paul on Twitter. And as you're getting, as you're getting oh, mugged over there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the infamous Paul on Twitter and then Spock Paul on Instagram. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, thank you very much, Paul. Uh, have a wonderful night. And um, uh, I'm a witness. So if you need me, let me know. I'm just kidding. All right. Thanks, man.